podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm James and I'm with Rocco. Hello. The podcast is proudly sponsored by BassAndBly.com. Rocco, this is where I hand over to you. Come on. Yeah, well, I was thinking about this today in case you did this again. And um, I've not done any more research, but yeah, I'd like to I'd like to tell the listener that it's a um, it, it's an independently run shop with a very proud history. It's been going many decades and Justin has had it for, well, many decades as well, I suppose now. 20 odd years now, would you say? Easily, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, do support him. It's a fantastic shop. Uh, the best camera shop in Yorkshire, Britain. maybe even Europe. Europe. Yeah, Europe. The world. The world. Yeah, I've been to South America. I never saw anything like it, to be honest. Nothing to touch Justin's Bass and Bly. This is it. I mean, they sell uh, the very best in cameras, film cameras, digital cameras, uh, top of the range professional cameras like Hasselblad, Canon, Fujifilm, Nikon, Olympus, Sony, all that good stuff. And uh, obviously all the accompanying lenses as well for those manufacturers. And they also sell binoculars. Um, I don't believe Marcelo Bielsa bought his binoculars for his his colleague who was looking through the fence, but he should have done because he would have got the very best. He should. Justin has missed a trick if he didn't send him a pair afterwards. That's true, actually. Maybe he still could. Maybe he could send yeah. some out, send some out well, to Uruguay. Yeah, yeah. Spying's um, allowed, perfectly normal and accepted, actually, in, in that region. So we should sort that out. Maybe, actually, on your next venture to Uruguay, because uh, we were talking about this the other day, and I think you are going to go back. Maybe we should get some binoculars and you give it. You make it your mission to take them to a Definitely, yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be, uh, see if I can get as much uh, publicity as Simon Rick Scott when he took in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leeds, that's Rocco Dean takes binoculars to be They'll just scrub out the, uh, the Leeds that bit. It'll be <laughs> weird bloke from Yorkshire. Um, so yeah, make sure you go to www.bassandbly.com and when you're next in Harrogate, make sure you go see them as well. They're on Beulah Street, which is re- uh, very close to the Harrogate Victoria Shopping Centre. So yeah, thanks ever so much, Justin and Bass and Bly. So, uh, Rocco, me and you went on a date on Wednesday night, didn't we? Lit dinner. Yeah. It was, it was literally a candlelit dinner. Like that, <laughs> that's not, it was exaggerating. The waiter came yeah. over and he's like, do you mind if I light this candle? And me and you just sort of looked at each other, peered into each other's eyes longingly. Yeah. And we said, yes. It was a yes. lovely moment. <laughs> it was a lovely moment. We went to uh, Rudy's Pizzeria in Leeds, uh, if anyone's been. Or if you haven't been, sorry, just yeah, make sure you go there. It's really good near the train station. Brilliant, brilliant pizzas. Um, it is. I had the Calabresi. What did you have, Rocker? Um, they aren't sponsoring God. us for this, actually, and we're giving them more time than Bass and Bly. <laughs> I might screw out the name. I can't remember what I had. Uh, it was pepperoni or something. I think it was pepperoni. Salami. Salami, Summit. that's right. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and Hopefully. then. And we were obviously looking out for the team news coming in for the Swansea game. We're going to get on to Borough as well, by the way, but we thought we'd recap on this. Um, we, we were looking at the team as our tiramisu landed on the table. That was a brilliant tiramisu. Excellent. Not as good as a pizza. No. Uh, but pizza was like fully authentic, like Italy standards. Yeah. And amazing. You, and you are a man who knows about Italy because you are Italian part. 
Yeah, certainly a small part, but I, I've always identified as Italian until now. Now I obviously identify as Uruguayan. Yeah, well, that's it. And um, I didn't realize, because uh, I obviously, you know, we talk about this on the podcast and I've talked to you a bit about it on messages and whatnot, but sitting there properly chatting to you about it, you are obsessed with Bielsa and Uruguay, like properly. <laughs> I thought it was like some sort of facade. You were just playing up to the, the microphones, Rocco, but no, you are, you are all in. Uh, I am, yeah. I'm almost a bit embarrassed, really, because I'm. Don't be, I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, I know, but like I, like I really like I care for them, like almost as much as Leeds. And I'm probably being kind by saying almost. I am like fully obsessed. Like I can't wait for the next international break. Um, but yeah, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Leeds. My first love. My my one true love. Uh, he says that in his Uruguay jacket that he's wearing right <laughs> now. But you to... <laughs> it does. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I'm a I'm a split man. Um, so yeah, we got the bus down to the ground on Wednesday night. Uh, it was a good experience. That uh, I like it. That I like the impatient nature of all fans when you get on that slip road that they sort of bust out the doors as well <laughs> and have to walk right to the ground. Something like about that. And um, it was a, it was a really, really, I mean, this is going to be so British, this podcast and a lot of it, but it was a really cold night. I was absolutely yeah. freezing. I think it was like minus three, something like that. Um, yeah. And there was a lovely tribute to Venables before the game. Um, and that like, I mean, we can probably intertwine these two, um, games. Obviously we came out victorious against Swansea, which was a great result, um, and but the first few minutes were absolute bonkers, and it was the exact same against Borough at the weekend. Um, we obviously scored really early. I think it was in the first minute. Dan James' goal was ruled out for offside, and then they were straight up the other end, chipped the keeper. And we've all talked about this, and watched it, but I was watching back the highlights again just to remind me because it was all a bit of a blur because there's been games in quick succession, and it was crazy. It was like a crazy few minutes. Yeah, I've never seen a start like that ever. I mean, the the, the Dan James goal was. I think, was it inside a minute? I think it was. Um, yeah. And what a pass, by the way, by Rutter. Like, just whipped it into James. It was, like, it didn't even feel like a cross. Like, the way he hit it, it was just like a drilled pass. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but yeah, it was the correct decision. I've seen a, an angle from the away end. Um, so, yeah, he had drifted offside. Bit, bit annoying. But then, yeah, yeah, straight away from the, from the free kick, they've, yeah, scored about, Ten seconds later, it was that rutter finish that he always trials and tries and fails miserably to do, wasn't mm. it? Beautiful, beautiful lob. Terrible by strike, obviously. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad by strike because he sort of looked back to see where Melia was, but he didn't look any further beyond Rodon to see if there's anyone coming up. But there we are. I mean, we came out victorious, as I say. So all was not lost. Um, I, I thought it was. It was so cold that I went into the cop bar for a pint and missed Rutter's goal. Oh, you're joking. i about that. Yeah. You, you absolute Wally. No one does that. You're the sort of person I take the piss out of for doing that all the time. <laughs> I know. And uh, my feet were like ice blocks. It was horrible. So, yeah, I, I, I thought it would be safe. And, well, and then also, I always think as well, if I, if I do go, then, like, I might sort of, yeah, make the football gods punish me by lead scoring, which I can obviously handle. But, yeah, sad to miss that one because it was his first goal at Ellen Road and what a beauty as well. What a touch it was. Somerville over the last couple of games has been just believable. And uh, I, th I tell you, I think Piro's even stepped up as well. I think he's been yeah. great. But Swansea, he was brilliant. He was sort of muscling around uh, 
deep sort of in the midfield, well, I guess in like number 10 position, but then spreading it out to Dan James, who was picking off a few shots um, as a result. And yeah, he, he was, Piro, I've really enjoyed watching the last couple of games. I think I mentioned a few weeks ago about what paying more attention to Joe Rodon, which I have been doing, and uh, Piro in particular as well, because I feel like Fark has been getting a bit of stick for maybe not playing as an out and out nine, but I don't think he needs to. I think he's doing his job. Yeah, it's been one that I've been thinking about. And also, I yeah, I watched him a bit closer because, yeah, I was I ripped into him a bit for the uh, Rotherham performance. And um, I think, yeah, two really good games, really positive. I do, yeah, like now I feel like he can grow into that role. Uh, he almost, sometimes he, he does look like he's supposed, like he never really looks like a number nine playing at number 10, does he? Like sometimes, I'm not saying... It looks like a brilliant number 10. I don't, you know, he rarely has, but it doesn't look out of place. Like, I think he's technically good enough to to do that role. And yeah, the other thing that I, I thought about, I mean, like Rutter's very rarely in the six yard box, is he? Or, or even in the middle of the box. Like, it's like he's leading the line out of possession. But then when we're attacking, Rutter's just sort of hanging back a bit and, and getting more involved in the build-up and Pirro's the one um, arriving late and finishing off chances. And um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty unique tactic and we've, well, we've seen it work all season, I suppose, but yeah, I've seen it, it over these last two games, especially obviously with, with Piro's goal for the equalizer against Swansea, brilliant finish, but yeah, ex- exactly what we've seen time and time again with him sort of doing that diagonally run, getting on the overlap of Somerville and yeah, Perfect ball by Somerville into him as well, which shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be underestimated. No, that's right. And I think um, this, I mean this will come across as a stupid comparison um, if you take it at its face value. But Harry Kane, <laughs> Harry, Harry Kane does come very deep and get involved in the play. Uh, I remember him coming really deep at Ellen Road um, and yeah. and pinging that ball over the top to Son, didn't the he? Son, yeah. um, and he and and he does it time and time again. Um, for England as well, so yeah, but we won't go there as a comparison. But um, do you feel Ampadu at the minute is a little bit off the boil? Is he off the boil, or is that area of the park being put under pressure? Um, I've been thinking about this as well, and I just thought maybe Kamara's just basically out, out like out uh, upstaging him, out out playing him. I don't know, but yeah, do. upstaging I think is the word. Um, because he's been awesome. Like he's, I think he's getting better and better. I love him. Um, but maybe, I, th- I think he probably has gone off the ball. The roles are bit. different though, aren't they? they are, they're definitely different roles, yeah. But like I just feel like Kamara's proper shining now. Um, so maybe that's just taking a bit of attention away. Or, or maybe just, maybe he's not, maybe, yeah. like we're not relying on him as much. Um, don't know, funny one. But yeah, he, he probably has, he probably has, I don't know if gone off the boils the right word, but he's probably not excelling as much as he did in those opening weeks. Because in the opening weeks, he was he was looking like Phillips. Like he was looking absolutely top, top draw. Maybe, maybe he's done out bad though, has he? He's just... No, yeah. he's, he, he's just not been as good as he was at the start of the season. Um, you know, and, and everyone has these funny patches, don't they? And he's he's played a lot of games. And he's played, yeah. We were talking about this... Um, on our date night that he hasn't actually played a lot of top level games really has he when you look at his career history so you know maybe he is sort of feeling the strain of it a little bit but yeah he's not playing badly but it's just yeah it doesn't seem as good as he was but I think he'll come back 
And his so obviously he set up um, Ruta's goal in the Swansea game, like brilliant ball over the top. I didn't appreciate this at the time, and I've, and I've and you can only see this back in one angle um, because when you watch the the main replay, you just see Ruta sort of running through as though he's beat the the central defender. Have a look at the replay from behind the uh, the goal from the the cop end, um, so near to where um, Ampadu played the ball. But Ruta, he, he starts his, he moves in between the centre back and the left back, so he's like in a, a spot where neither of them are marking. And then he starts to run as Ampadu plays the ball, and it's brilliant because the centre back then panics. That run was absolutely brilliant, and uh, yeah, well worth watching. And- yeah, I did notice that. Um, I, d- I didn't really notice it in the detail that you said, but the way that he, he bent it around. Um, but yeah, it's clever, isn't it, to to yeah find that space. Um, should we credit Bamford with that just blindly? Like maybe he's taught him that. I don't know. It's the yeah, sort of he has, doesn't he? That he might he might have made. So uh, let's give that to Bamford. Um, I was a bit disappointed, and this is really nitpicking. I'd have loved Rutter just to take it around the keeper as well, and then pop it in. Uh, instead of just popping it in it would have been better if he <laughs> did take it around him as well uh, hey, yeah. maybe next time Jorginho it, like Ruta's scoring goals is good enough for me Rocco <laughs> like, please don't don't want anything else just do that um, so I think we'll probably we might end up flitting back to Swansea but Middlesbrough um, I, so I as I said last week I couldn't make the game because uh, it was I had to go to a choir how was it? Uh, yeah, it was actually all right in the end. Because um, Leeds Did won. Did she have a solo? I, I, it's because Leeds... No, she didn't. Uh, thank, thank every, everyone will be grateful for that. I was thinking about this. It'd be like, it'd be worse than waterboarding someone. Uh, um, you know, you know you're talking, you know, you talking the other week about... Well, we were talking about interrogating players when they come back to Ellen Road who've been out on loan yeah. uh, in the in, in the port cabin in the car park. She sent my daughter in, singing the face. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope she never listens back to this. She won't. Um, but yeah, I was. Um, it was a good. It was good in the end because I think because Leeds won as well. Like, had I been sat there in the evening, I would have been just stewing on the result. But uh, but no, it was it, it was a good day out. And it, Did I you mean, stream one thing, the game then. So I got. I managed to get home to watch it and then come back out, which is great. Um, oh, nice to listen to it. Sorry, you can't watch it, can you? Um, oh, of course. And um, on the, so on the way there, we got we decided to get the train, and there were so many Leeds fans getting on the train, and it was like and me and my wife didn't talk for like quite a few minutes and she just looked at me and she's like you're really sad that you're not in the game are you? oh dear it's like people with the train beers on there like yeah the lead I've, yeah. I've had that before I was uh I was, I was on holiday in Landudno and we were driving back um and I sacrificed the game because we're like we were coming back from holiday that day but it would have yeah, it would have been too difficult so I gave my ticket to my brother-in-law but yeah we literally drove past Ellen Road on the way back to Harrogate while like all the match day traffic, you know, blocked up on the other side of the road. And yeah, it's just heartbreaking literally to drive away from the ground. Uh, yeah, it's a bad feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bad feeling. Um, early goal, Middlesbrough, they were, they were passing really well. Um, and which was kind of a sign of things to, that actually did eventually come throughout the entire match as well. Bit dodgy passing here and there, but overall very good. Um, yeah. Sort of Housen was brilliant. Yeah, he was thirty-five yeah. years of age. You wouldn't know, would you? I know he was. He was well. He was magnificent in the first 10, 15 minutes. I don't. I sort of then didn't really see much of him after that. Um, but what a start! <laughs> like 
first 15, 16 minutes um, were just believable. Um, obviously, goal after goal after goal. Um, but the action as well. And yeah, like Middlesbrough looked like they were going to score every time they attacked. We looked like we were going to score every time we attacked. It was amazing. Um, I can't believe you missed it. It was so good. Sure. Uh, no, it really was though. Um, and yeah, bloody Melier and the near post again. Oh no. Can we can we find any excuses for him? It looks it looks just really poor, didn't it? I don't I'll, know. I don't know why he's so weak on his near post. He beat Archie Gray, which was the first thing that was frustrating. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe he could have done better, but you know you learn from that. Um, but Melier, it just seems to have happened to him so many times. And, um, yeah, it worries me a little bit, um, because he's not conceding like massive amounts of shots this season, but he's, he's letting in some ones that he, he should probably get. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He, and he just, he didn't look, I wasn't anywhere near it either. It was, it was a weird one. Um, but what a response to back post headers by the big men. It's, uh, well, ridiculous really, but James did definitely leap like a salmon and, and Somerville as well. I mean. The thing there is the desire, like the desire to get to the ball. Like obviously it's shocking defending by them. Um, but yeah, they, you know, were so determined to to get there and win the headers, um, even though they're so small, like, you know, players of that size, you know, high looping balls like that, you could have they could have been forgiven for just sort of standing back and waiting for seconds, you know. Um, but no, steaming in, it was it was absolutely brilliant, both of them. And uh very nicely ex- executed headers too. I like the like how well we were pressing them in their own half, um, and I think Byram eventually picked it up, didn't he? And he, he had to sort of go wider and then wider again to get the ball. In. Yeah. And like you say, it was that deflected crossing. Um, I would describe Dan James as a borrower jumping over toddlers. That was, <laughs> that was kind of the the size comparison. Uh, but yeah, what a giant of a short man! Brilliant. Yeah. Byron did brilliantly there. I was disappointed. I didn't realise it t- took a deflection. Heard Moscow say it took a deflection, which, uh, yeah, that saddened me because he'd done so well. But even even still, to, to get to that position and get across in left-footed as well, um, I'll give him, still give him credit. Probably worth mentioning Byron's tackle in the Swansea game as well that led to... Yeah, that's true. Was it the third goal? Must yes, have been. it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was an absolute cruncher. And fair play to the ref. Like, some play- refs might have blown for that because... It was a proper in nineties uh, full blooded tackle, wasn't it? Um, that's, yeah, that's where it feels. That's where it feels a bit like a cheat code having a, a right footed player at left back because I think you instinctively as an attacking player probably don't expect a, a right footed yeah. challenge to swing in from there. So um, yeah, it was a great challenge. That I loved it. Um, it's true yeah. that I I wondered whether like would Byron be better at right back or is he just like for some reason a brilliant left back? Um, and that's a pretty good point. Uh, he does. I mean, he doesn't. He does obviously have to tuck back inside some, like cut back inside sometimes. Um, but yeah, would he? Would he be that much better? I don't know how he could be any better. Really, he's he's been awesome. Pretty good point is what Rocco described that as. I'll take that. Um, I'll take that off a published author. <laughs> oh, thanks. And um, yeah, what was it like in the ground anyway? Overall, because the reason why I asked that was because Wednesday night felt a bit sort of. I don't know, not subdued, a bit sort of, well, yeah, subdued, I guess. I, I don't know whether it was the coldness or the, there seems to be a bit of seeping in at the minute. Yeah, Wednesday was very quiet, wasn't it? Um, and Saturday, no, nah, I, I don't think so. I think Saturday was good. It can't have not been because like, of the start that, that we'd had. Yeah. And obviously Mil- Middlesbrough had completely packed out there away and 
Um, yeah, that's the point to be fair. Yeah. I mean, Wednesday, Swansea only had about three or 400 fans max, didn't they? But <laughs> they were the only ones you could hear second half, even if they were, even though they were losing. Um, so that, yeah, that probably says all you need to know about that. Um, but I'm not really, I'm, I, so like I've, because my ear operation thing, I had to wear, um, like lumberjack hat, <laughs> like big furry, uh, like, padding over my ears to keep them nice and warm and protected so um yeah it wouldn't have been loud even if it was loud it wouldn't have sounded loud to me but yeah i mean the, the crowd were buoyant first half um because it was just the way the game was um so yeah definitely massively improved from from wednesday night but i think i think it is true i think there is some complacency there and i think uh, i don't know i feel like the fact that people are enjoying the championship and are so so scarred from the Premier League, like I, I feel like they're just sort of happy to just enjoy it a bit, and they're not really that, you know, not 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 bothered, but certainly not as passionate as they've been in you know previous years when we've been trying to get out of the Championship. Is it Wednesday nights? Like there's something about that bump in the road, isn't it? You're sort of a bit done from the week at work, and you go to the football ground, it's freezing cold. But like at least Monday night, you know, when you're back at work and you're just like, oh yes, at least we've got football tonight to look forward to. But Wednesday's a bit like, oh. Well, yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? Because in in our lives, we've always played home games on a Tuesday. Like Wednesdays have been very rare. It's always been Tuesday nights. Um, so I can only I can only guess that it's Farker's preference uh, for Wednesdays because I'm, I'm guessing clubs can decide the home <laughs> games. I don't, I don't actually know, but yeah, Leeds have always done Tuesdays, and I know Liverpool always used to do Wednesdays when we were kids. My brother's a Liverpool fan, so that's why I've presumed that the clubs decide because. Yeah, there seem seem to be a preference. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a bit further further on in the week, isn't it? You said, did you say before about um, being disappointed that Byram had his assist taken off him because it had been deflected? Well, was it? Is that the same for Not, Gray? Um, I was just disappointed that it was deflected. Full yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Gray. Yeah, it's the same, isn't it? Um, he'll, will he get an assist for that officially? Probably, probably will. I think we should give him it, honor it. He's got another yeah, we'll bat assist. Have you Sorry, seen, uh, completely off topic for a second, have you seen Christensen's goal? Yeah, I have. I put that in my <laughs> notes, actually. Yeah, to anyone who doesn't know, Rasmus Christensen scored a... Um, did he score the winner for Roma? Yeah, he did, yeah. But it took it took a deflection off someone, like basically went into orbit and eventually, <laughs> and eventually came down and landed in the net. And he celebrated it like it was, I don't know, he'd scored... That he had screamer. Yeah, that he'd scored like Trevor Sinclair's overhead kick. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm glad you said Trevor Sinclair and not somebody else. Well, yeah, the scum bastard came into my <laughs> head and then I was like, no, quickly, revert <laughs> revert to something from the 90s. Um, the safe place. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, Gray was doing brilliant down that right. You know, obviously had that early mistake, but then the rest of the game, we were tweeting, tweeting? We were messaging between us. And um, I just think he's... I do think Dara said it a few weeks ago when he was on the podcast that, you know, he could be the best of the lot and there is high potential that that could be the, the case, that he is the best of the greys. Yeah, it, it sounds, it sounds, um, it sounds crazy to say it, um, but he does, he does look so good. He's so accomplished at this young age, like we're, we're running out of stuff to say about him, but yeah, some of the stuff that he does is He's just so confident. He's so assured of himself, like turning out of trouble and just accelerating, accelerating away from players. And his footwork is always sublime. 
Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him develop. I think it, I don't know, like how how's Jed Spence gonna gonna get in the team? Um, it's interesting, and I think that was it on must have been on Radio Leeds. I heard maybe a caller suggest about maybe trying him at number ten um, at some point. You know, over the course of the long season, be interesting to see. I don't see why he couldn't do it. He's got all the attributes to do it. Um, yeah, what do you think? He becomes like Stuart Dallas, but a, a, hype, a hyper version of him that can just play anywhere. Yeah. He's just in goal at some point as well. <laughs> like freak of nature, just amazing at everything. Um, I don't I, like I, he has slotted in. We mentioned a game earlier on the season where he'd kind of, whether it was a corner or whatever, and he was kind of in the middle of pie and he won the ball back and then sprayed it around in that sort of position. And it does make you think, yeah, this he could probably play there. I mean, he has yeah. slotted into right back ridiculously well, considering it's not his position and like you say Jed Spence how did he get back in I think mm-hmm. back in with a two-footed leg breaking challenge at Thorpe Arch <laughs> rule him out can you imagine <laughs> yeah he, he actually even had it nearly had a scrap as well in front of me He's yeah I know up to people um good lad yeah I know They're fearless and um I don't really know what that guy was well he sort of fell into him didn't he in all yeah. that challenge and then he sort of squared into him but he didn't do anything wrong just one of them yeah. it was yeah yeah, Borough were good, to be fair. I was I was really impressed. But I don't know whether it was I'd love like someone more tactical to um give some sort of explanation because like were they just that good? I don't know. Like every time they attacked, they just seemed like to be swarming all over us. Um something must have been going wrong defensively for us somewhere. I I didn't obviously I wasn't in the ground. Um and I, the thing I love about being in the ground is you do get a full sense of like how a team spreads themselves on the pitch. And the impression I got on TV was that they were kind of pinning themselves quite wide and allowing themselves to have pay, uh, space. So if they could get the the quick passes around the middle and ping it out wide, they could all of a sudden kind of break and move men up the field. I think what let them down is that, that it's kind of the quality of defenders. And yeah. because passing out from the back, they were just sort of making awful passes that we were picking up. And because we are so good at pressing and like Somerville's, unbelievable at pressing and unbelievable at working back that they were that they were struggling against that. That that was kind of what I picked up from watching it on TV. Yeah. yeah. On the right. Well they've got a lot of injuries as well at the moment. Um so yeah, maybe when they get some players back, uh yeah, I, I fancy them to be pushing top six. I think they play Ipswich next or maybe in two games time. They did remind me of Ipswich actually. They did remind me yeah. of it in the way that they could just kind of quickly get up the field um, and also be, as a result of that, kind of show their frailties as well. Um, yeah. So they did really remind me of it, Switch. Um, and I, obviously we we went two-footed in on Melia to start. We didn't really. Um, but I did put in my notes, he had to make some big saves and he did. There was a couple where, they, I think there was one where they were on goal and he, he sort of hit him in the legs, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, you know, he did keep us in the game in some critical moments. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I feel like I feel like his near post is definitely a weakness, but it's probably his only weakness. Um, I mean, maybe he could be a bit more assertive on crosses and stuff, but I think he's doing a good job. Um, you know, he's yeah, he's punching a lot more now rather than catching, but I don't have a problem with that. Um, yeah, and and yeah, I think his his uh, his distribution has always been fine by me. Um, not perfect, but. Yeah, why? Why should we expect that it is? It just needs to be good enough, and I think I think it is. I think he's intelligent. 
think sometimes he gets a bit of flack when it's not really due, you know, when there's not really a, a correct ball on and he doesn't release it. Um, I, I feel like sometimes he gets a bit of a hard ride from the fans, but um, nah, it'll do for me. I love Melier. Keep it going. And they had a defender that was injured first half. I think probably one of their key players. Um, yeah, Scummer. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, Clark came on and he was obviously sort of short of the pace of, of the match and uh, immediately literally just pulled Rooted out with his arm, like just basically punched his legs. Um, so we got a penalty and um, yeah. and we converted that penalty. Well, I say we, Piro, who's the hell's Piro? Uh, Piro scored an absolute, P-roller. Scored an absolute <laughs> thunder bastard. Uh, that's, how you, that's how you smash a penalty in. I know. Well, I wanted to give Bamford his credit earlier because, uh, yeah, now I have to, um, I have to question whether he's ever scored a penalty when the keeper's gone the right way. Like I don't think he has. Like obviously he's missed half of his penalties, and I'm pretty certain that everyone that he's scored is when the keeper's just, real, you know, gone the other way. So yeah, to see a penalty like that just smashed in, um, it was great. It was an absolutely brilliant execution by Piru. It was lovely. I'm not sh- like the penalty seemed really soft to me. And my dad said it was a penalty, and everyone seems to think so. Um, the replay. I mean, he was impeded a bit. Obviously, he must have been the re- the replays from all the angles don't make it look like that bad. But actually, from the main camera in the west stand, um, it did look like he pulled him. He literally just grabs him with his arm. Yeah. He's on the floor. Yeah. So I think it. I think it was. Um, so yeah, great, brilliant goal, and then classic leads. We concede from a corner just before half time <laughs> yeah we'll blame Sam Byron for that I think it was uh, as easy as that wasn't it he's just he, he went on his man tight enough and nice easy header I think Farker after the game had said that they'd uh, previously having uh, Piro on the first post yeah uh, and opted around for some reason so I don't know why that was but I know yeah it's a, that was a funny one wasn't it um, yeah that's the thing Like so like I've always like when I was a kid, I always sort of had noticed that whenever there's a high score in first half, like there's never any goals in the second half, which obviously happened. But like now, because of the Preston 6-4 game and the Nottingham Forest 7-3, like I'm like, that's like out of my head now. So I was actually quite surprised that um, it wasn't just like, yeah, 7-6 in the end. And it's a bit disappointing, not disappointing, obviously, but like it'd be interesting to see what would have happened if they'd have kept 11 on the pitch. Because uh, it obviously massively changed the game. Um, they had no option but to just, um, yeah, just revert a little bit and um, soak things up. And, and they were still dangerous, obviously, on the counter. Um, but it just made life a lot easier for us. We were able to, well, we were basically able to play like we were playing against a, a bottom team rather than playing against one of the top teams. We had that sort of same sort of dominance, just stroking it around patiently. Did a good job. Good game management, I'd say. The sending off, uh, I'm not sure on the timings of this, so I might get these wrong way around, but the sending off was quite interesting if you watch back the replay. I think it might be, um, I can't remember which Twitter account it is, I'm really sorry. I think it's leads all over maybe. Uh, and uh, there's a video that they've caught of um, Ruta celebrating the sending <laughs> off. Throws his arms up in the air and celebrates it. Well spotted. Yes. I've never seen that in my life. That's uh, very funny. It's even like a, it's quite a funny way to celebrate. Full stop, isn't it? Like two arms in the air. It's like yeah, it's like a sort like of relief, triumphant. Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't have anything to do with it either. Although Byram did actually give him a bit of credit after scorning him for the corner. He he charged in with another brilliant tackle that set up the uh, 
set up the foul basically yeah he got the ball out to Somerville so yeah give him give him a shout out for that um good decision by the ref definite definite yellow and um a definite second like the first yellow was was clear as day as well so they can have no complaints maybe because I wasn't in the ground but I actually thought the referee had a good game uh well I sort of did but I didn't um there was a penalty appeal in the first half I think on James it looked stonewall to me in the ground. Having seen the replay, maybe it wasn't no, it so wasn't. obvious. Yeah. Was it not? No, I didn't think it was a penalty. Uh, no, I, I, no. I genuinely thought the referee was all right. Um, but, you could, well, well, I think... How can you complain when he's given the penalty and he's sent their guy off? Well, well, exactly. And, you know, the Swansea game of the week, that referee was absolutely dreadful. It's like he'd never managed um, to referee a game at that level. It was just, it, oh, it was abysmal. So yeah, poor. Was bad. Yeah. But maybe I'll get better. We'll give him benefit of the doubt. We won, so I'm not. I have no animosity. Um, so the thing that I was talking about that I might get out of order here is um, to Rutu was through on goal and he had that shot, didn't he? Um, which a lot of people said he should have finished, which he probably should have done. But the keeper did save it, and the ref did miss it. Um, yeah. So it was a good save. It was. Yeah. Should have taken it around him, shouldn't he? <laughs> Should have got your wish. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it's disappointing that he didn't score. Clear, clear through. Um, you'd you'd expect your strike to to stick it away, but yeah, good talk- save. End of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, you talked about um, it being sort of easy for us when they went down to ten men, um, but we were like watching it from afar it did feel really risky what we were doing, like pushing so many men forward. Um, and I get why, because it's like, get another goal, you completely kill the game, 4-2, uh, when they're down to 10 men. But it was really risky at the point where they then broke and they outnumbered us and they smashed the ball off the post and then Rodon, uh, who I've been keeping a close eye on, uh, as you know, uh, <laughs> he came steaming in and, and saved the day. So um, it was, it could have been absolutely disastrous. I, th- I thought, we weren't managing the game particularly well, if I'm honest, at that point. I know we were putting ourselves at risk. Yeah, interesting, maybe. And, and well, at the end of the day, yeah, they, sh- they should have equalised. So it's hard to, hard to argue. It was an amazing block. Lucky, well, I suppose it would have been unlucky because it took a big deflection off strike, didn't it, when it hit the post. And then it's gone straight to their guy. Um, but, yeah, Rodon, he's just, like, in those sort of recovery situations, like, he just always gets there. He's, he's just absolutely brilliant. I, I, yeah, I love him. I feel like we will sign him. Um, I reckon I reckon it's in the bag if, if we go up, of course. Um, and we need to, even if, well, could we get him if we stayed down? Could we afford it? Who knows? Um, but thinking about it, it has been a weekend of brilliant deflections for Leeds United, hasn't it? We've, got, we've had two that have landed on players' heads. Um, Rasmus Christensen's got on, and then Pascal Strauch yeah. saved the day as well. Brilliant <laughs> stuff. A week of deflections, like it. And um, we had a, the, the usual guest appearance from Nyonto, and um, Phil Mathers came on as well um, with his bleach blonde hair. Uh, it's one of those where, I don't know if you watched the David Beckham documentary, um, which it, pain, no. it pains me to say it, but it's, it is very good mainly because it, it meant I could go back and watch the Leeds game after France 98 just so I could hear all, 
all the abuse again. And, um, it reminded me of something in that way. I think Beckham was like, he, he was sort of scared to take his hat off in training because he'd got his Mohican or something and he was scared that Alex Ferguson. Because like no one knew that B- Bamford's hair had been bleached until he came on as a sub and it was like, what? I didn't know who it was. I honestly, like, I knew it was Bamford when he was getting ready and then when the subs, like, when he stood there about to come on, I'm like, who is that? Who is it? Like, is it Gruev? Has Gruev dyed his hair? And then, yeah, it was Bamford. Um, I must say, uh, on a less jovial point, like, there was murmurs of booze when he took the pitch. I was just, like, disgusted. Like, it makes mm. me, like, so embarrassed to be yeah. a Leeds fan. I, I don't, like, I've, well, I don't care if I insult anyone that booed him because, like, that's just ridiculous. Like, what are you doing? Why are you booing Bamford? Like, it's not his fault that he's like misses and isn't that great or whatever like what he's put in for this club like the hard work that he's put in and the achievements as well you know helping us get promoted um i mean it's the same as booing it's a bit like booing anyone like ailing cooper click you know any any one of those like if click had stayed and been playing bad like would you booed him like i just saddens me. It wasn't many. It wasn't many, but it was enough. Like I, I could hear it. Um, you know, plenty, plenty of murmurs. So I hope that stops. Um, and he nearly scored as well, which would have been nice. It was a decent effort, won it from a corner. Good save. Yeah, it was good. And um, now that you've sort of stuck up for him, I feel bad to try and make my joke. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it anyway. But uh, I thought he looked a bit like a foster kid. Um, you know, who's just sort of crying out for attention. That why he got booed then. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, why are you booing the foster kid? <laughs> Maybe they're just booing his haircut. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Um, yeah, and when you fair say, enough, I'll take it back. When you say it's not his fault, it's like, what's not? not when I thought you were talking about his haircut. I was like, well, he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely made that decision, Rocco. What are you sticking up for him? Oh dear. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Um, no, I, I, I'm totally with you on um, getting behind the players. Like, uh, I'm not going to call someone out. Uh, no, I'm not going to call someone out. Um, I just sort of said, you know, like, just just forget about him, just move on. But I can't because they have given us some really good memories and I'll never write any of our players off in the same way that I get into little arguments with people on Twitter about Luke Aylin. Um, yeah. Be- because it's just, they, I think we'll talk about this in a bit more in depth and as a as a topic of conversation because I think it's, it's wider than, I don't want to go too much into it now, but I've thought about it a lot recently where there is such a, a narrative that's pumped by the media, which is all about how we just put a value on players, a monetary value, and that's it. And then the second that they get to a point in their career where they're slightly tired or old, they become disposable. And I hate that so much, but we'll come on to it another day. Yeah, yeah. No, good point. Um, anyway, so 3-2, great result. Could have been dreadful. I was nervous we weren't going to get back-to-back wins at Ellen Road. Undefeated in 11 games now, are we? And we have, this is the best record in home since... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven wins in a row. Um, phenomenal. I think it is a fortress. I think it's magnificent. And It's a quiet yeah. fortress on a Wednesday. <laughs> just keep it going. Yeah, I, th- I just think we're... Uh, we're good enough to to keep this going. We really are. We just have to. I mean, yeah. You know, at some point, we'll lose a game. You know, like those games we used to lose under Bielsa. Um, but I just think Fark is doing a brilliant job. I think like the way that he has us playing is yeah, it, like it's very methodical, and it's just the yeah, it's the way to beat the championship. And uh, when you've got such fantastic players like we've got, um, 
yeah, the only way is up, surely. But I must say, like, I've started to now think, I'm starting to, like, doubt my confidence in, in Ipswich falling apart. Well, no, same. I think about you every time I see them win. <laughs> that goal they scored with the outside of the foot after that move, I mean, oh, my God. So, I mean, the thing is, right, they're, like, they're not as good as Leeds. I'm absolutely convinced of that, that nothing will change my mind. But that doesn't mean they can't beat everyone else. You know, the, the championship, you know, it, it's not that strong this season. Um, so, you know, probably maybe they are good enough to just keep picking up points. I still think they will have a, a really rocky patch. And I, and I feel like I don't think we necessarily will now. I think, we'll, I think we can motor all the way through. I'm sure we'll, well, we're on two points a game now, aren't we? Even though we had that slow start. So I think we'll end up on, on 90 odd. And I'd be very, very uh, surprised and impressed if Ipswich get to 90. But yeah, maybe it's not as nailed on as I thought. We'll see over the next few weeks, I think. They've got what, some hard games. We've got some hard games. And what we need is Eric Ten Hag to be sacked and then call out for uh, the return of McKenna back to Old Trafford. The theatre of shit dreams. Who is he? What, he was the next man you? Kieran, I think it's Kieran McKenna's name, isn't it? And he was, I think he was Mourinho's, I want to say Mourinho's assistant at Man United. Yeah, right. Maybe. I might have got that wrong, um, but he is, he's ex-Man U, he's ex-Scum, yeah. Um, cool, man of the match and player ratings. Right, yes. Um, okay, we have to do it, um, the two game thing, don't we? Um, oh, no. So this I've, could get it could. Straight, I've, straight I've, sevens. I've prepared at least. So, uh, okay. Melier on Wednesday, uh, give him a six. Uh, six on day, two sixes for Melier. Yeah, the near post. I can't, I can't get over it, fortunately. No, me neither. Uh, Archie Gray, uh, seven for Wednesday and eight for Saturday, even though he got yeah. skinned for the goal. Yeah, that's the only thing that's... Yeah. But overall, I think he was just brilliant in that game. Yeah, I do. Seven and eight. Let's go for it. Cool. Hiram, um, uh, I will go eight for Wednesday. I thought it was absolutely excellent. And um, seven for Saturday. I think he probably is quite as good. Maybe he doesn't deserve it. And especially as we conceded two goals. He got the deflected assist there. <laughs> That's true. What do you reckon? Yeah, eight and seven. Okay. This is good. Good start. Uh, Rodon, uh, I'll go seven and seven. It feels harsh not to give him an eight for that save at the for end. The save. But I, think, no, but I think you're kind of right. Well, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think seven and eight. Let's do that. Seven and eight. Okay. Uh, strike. I'm going six and seven. I'm, I'm marking him down for what was an unforgivable mistake uh, for the goal on Wednesday. I'll tell you what. Is, like, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what is an unforgivable mistake. Us not calling him Strauch, our listener. Yeah, sorry. Who corrected us a few weeks ago in the comments. Uh, so, yeah, sorry about that. We'll, we'll, sorry, we'll, Pascal. We'll Strauch, six and seven. Six and sevens. Six and sevens. Um, happy? Yeah, well, never happy, but you know. Okay. Uh, Ampadu, seven and seven. Yep. Steady away. Come on, Ampadu, uh, step it up. Kamara, um, I'll go uh, seven and eight for Saturday. I thought he was brilliant. Some of the stuff he did. Ah, oh, he's a great player. Really like him. He's been absolutely excellent. Is, he, think? is he a new version of Matthias Click? 
could be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's that, that style of player, isn't he? He is, but also he sort of digs deep as well. He's like really defensive when he needs to be. He's strong. My brother, um, who is a Liverpool fan, came mm. to the Plymouth game and he he loved Kamara. He thought he reminded him of Fabinho. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving up to the Fantastic Four. Uh, I'll go, so James, um, I gave him a seven for Wednesday. He did score. You're a horrible man. Should I give him an eight? He did get on the score. I'm going double eights for Daniel James. Uh, what did I give him? Eight and uh, yeah. Yeah, eight and eight. Sounds good. Uh, so we need uh, to talk Somerville. about Dan James a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Dan James, I think, is one of my favourite players at the minute. Um, I think because of, we've talked about this obviously already, but I want to say it again. I think because of his whole attitude and how he came back to Leeds and how he's really pushed um, to sort of better himself and playing regular football. And he, he clearly loves being at Leeds. Um, I just I just think he's doing a great job and he's he's getting he's getting us up the field. He's playing well, crossing the ball really well. He, he's been played out wide, not playing as a four, and he's doing the job that he was signed to do and he's doing it very well. And he's scoring some goals here. Has he scored like four in a row at home? First... First non-striker to do that since Peter Lorimer. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I've, I have a lot of love for Dan James. He's my favourite at the moment, which is probably a bit harsh on Somerville because he's and Ruta because they've been incredible and Kamara and everyone else. But there's something about Dan James, I think, just in the way he's, he's, he's really sort of dug in and got back into the club. I love it. Absolutely. I mean, scoring goals speaks for itself. But, um, yeah, I've called myself out hundreds of times for... Uh, for having no faith in him at all, even even in the championship, um, the thing that I that impresses me most now is that like his technical ability, like his crossing mm. is excellent, and he's even taking our corners. Like, yeah, yeah. The corner taker, it's amazing, and these corners are and good been great as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Pascal uh, didn't yeah. score that one, That's did he? Off. That was a great corner. That so was it. The yeah. first half, I think it was. Yeah, half. put it right on his head. Um, Good. Okay. Happy with that. Eulogizing. Yep. Uh, Somerville, um, I'll go, I think, seven for Wednesday um, and then eight for Saturday. Yeah. He's like, for me, he's just been so good and consistent. Uh, I'd, I'd be tempted eights and eights, but um, it's, yeah. not, it's not as fresh Wednesday. So, well, I just thought Wednesday, like, we didn't really do that much. Like, I didn't think we played well, particularly. Like, we did enough mm. to win the game. Somerville. That's fair, I, yeah. I, I mean, he got a lovely assist and, I mean, he's, he's, he's looking fantastic, but a lot, not a lot came, well, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he got the assist. She would say uh, seven and eight. Seven and eight, yeah. Go with my gut. Um, through, uh seven and uh, seven. Uh, see, it feels a little bit harsh. Well, should we give him seven and eight? And, not, and, and... I mean, he scored in the last two games. He's been playing... He's yeah, playing, he has, yeah, he's been playing. Right. Been two playing. sevens is harsh. I think. I think he's really stepped up. I think he's been really good. Eight and eight. I'm tempted to go. I'm tempted to go eight and seven. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Because I watched back the extended highlights, and he gets so much in that Swansea game. He had. A, I think. I think he had a really good game. And he was integral. So yeah, eight, eight and seven for me. Yeah. Okay. And then Jorginho um, with seven and seven. Would you not say eight and eight? Um, 
Uh, maybe an eight for Wednesday. Not that touch. Saturday, I don't the touch think. on the Wednesday. Magnificent. Touch is a, yeah, the touch. But he didn't take it around the keeper. Just he, squared, he squared one to Somerville as well, who Somerville missed, didn't he, on the Wednesday? It was like in an like an intricate pass around the box. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's right. He, Somerville should have scored that. Um, and and he's won the penalty on Saturday. He got the cross in for James for the disallowed goal on Wednesday. Did he create anything else? Did he create the third goal? He creates everything Wednesday? of ours. That's what that's right. what we have ten and ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just give him ten for the rest of the season. <laughs> Two eights. Two eights. I'm arguing okay. that one. Uh, I haven't checked my scores, but I re- <laughs> that we uh, predicted at the start of the season, but that has nothing to do with it. No, um, uh, sack the subs off. I can't can't even remember. Bamford gets a four for that hair, <laughs> and Nyon, I'm not so happy with him at the minute. There's there's there still seems to be an attitudinal thing going on. We'll, we'll see. We, mm, so it just all so, seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, I do you know what it worries me that Somerville's so close to him. If there is an attitude problem going on, um, like they're like proper best mates, and if Nyonto's just not all in, sorry, Jesse. Um, I don't know. Could he? Could he? I don't know. know. Somerville's been bought into the club for a lot longer than Nyonto ever has. has. You know, Nyonto yeah. came to us as a as a Premier League player, didn't he? Whereas was yeah. Somerville in before that? I think he was. Was he as a youngster? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, maybe. Yeah. I think it was maybe part of the summer of when we got promoted, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Nice green and blue, fun. green and blue shirt, uh, rings and bells. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, what's right. next? Uh, the Bass and Bly man of the match. Oh, is that what we're calling it now? Yeah. That's what do you think? Idea. That's a good idea. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to sully his name by uh, by naming the ratings after him. But man <laughs> of the match is safe. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if legally we could do this, but anyway, let's try it and see what happens. Um, he has to give away a free camera to the winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, man of the match. Wednesday, I think Piro for me. thought he was... Well, I've already talked enough about that. Um, yeah. And at the weekend against Borough, I am going for Chigray. Lovely. Uh, I'd like to go for Byram on Wednesday night. thought it was great. And, uh, uh, yeah, Archie, Archie for Saturday. Great performance again by him. Lovely, lovely lad, lovely player. Everything's lovely. Good stuff. Um, well, it tops off like a, a great weekend. And um, we're obviously playing Blackburn next week away. Uh, always brilliant allocation for that for the away fans. So there's going to be a lot of people that hopefully have a, a cracking day out over in Blackburn. And um, the, their form's a bit weird. They've they beat Stoke, beat Birmingham, uh, lost to Sheffield Wednesday, um, beat Norwich, lost to Swansea. So I don't know, bit bit of a weird one. Yeah, I feel like we we obviously should have enough to beat them. Um, but it is a t- it's a tough game. It's a tough. Oh, is this against of... Blackburn? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, so. We'll see. We'll see. We should win. Um, you'll go there confident. We're just so hard to control. Like that that front four, like there's just so much talent in there. Like they're just too good for this level, really. Um, like let's see what they do in the Premier League and maybe they won't tear the Premier League up, but they're definitely tearing this league up. Mm. It's it's phenomenal. So yeah, we'll go. Hopefully unchanged, no more injuries and uh go smash them. 
it's one of those where if one of them's out as well, you do have Nyonto or Bamford come in. And I mean, equally at this level, they're both fantastic as well. When Nyonto's firing it, um, I think it'd be great. And Bamford is a good player at this level. Like It's just his finishing that's been letting him down. And um, so, yeah, we'll see. And um, yes, yeah, so have a great time, anyone that's going to that. And uh, fingers crossed. And one last thing, unless there's anything else, Rocco, but um, we've got a new writer on the blog this week, haven't we? We do, yeah. Picked up a, a bit of young talent uh, to start start writing uh, weekly or matchly. Well, the photo of him is very young on the <laughs> That's website. true. Yeah, it's just that it was taken in 1965. <laughs> yeah, my dad, my dad is, uh, he's, uh, so he's, he's like for years he's written um, preview and post-match, uh, art, well, articles, just write-ups basically, um, which, yeah, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty entertaining. So I asked him if he uh, wouldn't mind us putting them on the website, um, which he agreed to. So, yeah, the preview is up and I'll put his, uh, his post-match from Borough, uh, I'll do that now. So it should be live for the hordes of people can rush to our website, read his review, and buy my books and some merch. <laughs> oh, I knew it was coming. Uh, <laughs> I know it's great having uh, David Wright on the, the blog and Welcher for that. So thanks so much for it. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed reading the preview. And um, yeah, make sure you go to leads.com and you'll be able to to read that. Is he is he going to be doing it regularly or have you just bullied him into this one then, Rock? No, he'll, he'll, I mean, he, he does it anyway, so it's just whether whether I uh, stick it on there or not, and I will. I'll keep doing it. So, <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, fantastic. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. And, yeah, as I say, if that's going to be regular occurrence, go to leads.com and you'll be able to, to read brilliant articles. So, good stuff. It's not an article, is it? I better correct that. It's previews and post-match review. reviews. Is it a review or uh, analysis? A, yeah, a preview and a review, yeah. It's, nice. uh, yeah. He puts the review nice. in preview. Oh dear. On that note, uh, should probably go, but, um, yeah, have a great week, everyone. And, um, we'll see you after the Blackburn game. Take care. Have a good week. Network.